Hey everyone, welcome back to Every Version Ever. My name is Jonathan North, and today we're bringing you another review from the early days of my YouTube channel. Very early, I think this was the first non-silent film review I did with Sarah. I actually went back to the original edited file, and I was shocked to find that I hadn't added music, there was no outro, it was just the basic review. It's always interesting to see how far you've come. Anyway, this episode is all about the 1949 version, or should I say versions, as there were actually two versions of this film, one in English and one in French. Before we begin, I should say that this was another one of those early videos we made, filming outdoors, so there's a lot of background noise, only this time it's birds instead of cicadas. There are also truck noises too, if I remember right there was a bunch of harvesting going on in a nearby field, so we were really up against a lot that day. Plus, since this was one of our early episodes, we were not quite as put together as we would be these days, with Sarah and I both doing our own research. Now, when I put together my initial video, I heavily edited it. Like, I chopped that thing up, removing background noises and trying to pull our discussion into some kind of cohesive narrative. So much so that when I went back to the original edited file, I was like, I can't re-release this. I need to put together a whole new editing job. So I dug out my original footage, and I made a whole new show from it, one that is actually a lot longer than my original video. Like I said, it's always interesting to see how far you've come. Some days I don't feel like I've come that far since I started, and then I go back and watch something like this, and... Uh, I can't believe I ever thought that original video was acceptable to release. Anyway, despite the background noises and lack of preparation by my standards of today, I think I managed to make this new cut into a much more entertaining and real look at how we did things in the early days of my channel. Okay. Hey everyone, welcome back to Wonderland Wednesday. This week we're going to be talking about the 1949 version of Alice in Wonderland. This one actually has kind of an interesting history because it was filmed twice, and once was the one was in English, the other one was in French, and it was supposed to be released like a wide release in the U.S. But this is around the same time that Walt Disney was coming up with his own, and he did everything that he could within legal powers to keep this film from being released in the U.S. It did eventually get a release, but it was not very wide, and he kind of obstructed the process for a lot of the film and as a result the film is not widely known and it's kind of when you look at it it's kind of decaying a little bit more than other films from that era it just it doesn't look as good because of some of the things that Walt Disney did to it process. The main thing he did was there's a color process like there's multiple ones but the best one he made sure that they couldn't get to it oh so the colors couldn't be preserved as well. You should tell them that. Okay. Tell them the truth about Walt Disney. Yes as much as we love Walt Disney he did what? have a few things I don't adore him. I, I, I'm okay. definitely seeing his humanity as right As much now. as we love the, some, some of the work of Walt Disney. <laughs> there are things in his past that are not the greatest, one of them being how he treated this film and the makers of this film. 
The most notable thing was the fact that there are, there's more than one color process available back then, and he made sure that they were not able to get the best one. I'm not sure exactly what he did. He went through some legal means, and he probably had friends at this company. I feel like he should have... It almost would have been better for the film not to come to the States than to mess it up. Mm -hmm. And this is probably a compliment to this film because if it had been released best quality at the time of this other film it would have given it a run for its money it mm -hmm. was pretty good anyways the the color process the best color process was denied to them and as a result the color is kind of decaying a lot faster plus there was I don't know exactly what happened, but there was some, like an accident or something, and the, the at least the American version, the color is really bad on. We watched both versions. We watched the French and the English version, and the French, the color quality is a little bit better, but all around, I think we liked the English version better, even though there are some things that the French version did better, because they had two different editing teams and two different directors working on the film both versions so there are noticeable differences definitely besides the language which is kind of fun too to sit around watching a french film and to see the cake with the french writing on it instead mm -hmm. of eat me it said mon mon moi something <laughs> like that bois ma bois moi for the drink and mange ma for the cakes it was just interesting little differences like that and it was fun to watch both of them. I enjoyed watching the different versions. Uh, the English version messed up a few of the scenes. We noticed some things a little out of order. I guess we can get to that later. The, the movie opens with... Oh, hello. We have a guest. <laughs> it's the Cheshire Cat. Yes. The movie opens with... Oh, you went down. I don't know if that'll keep staying there or not. Brief cameo. The movie opens with a fictional account of Lewis Carroll giving the story to Alice and her sisters. In this version, they're a lot older, and they're living at Oxford, I believe. And they're kind of they're kind of going back to the theory that all the characters in Alice in Wonderland are based on real people. Like, the, the Queen of Hearts is the Queen of England at the time. Victoria. And everybody, everybody who appeared in this scene at Oxford had different roles in Wonderland as well. You could tell the voice roles. They stayed dedicated to it. One of the things that I thought was interesting was in the animated claymation part of the film, the king has a German accent and Queen Victorian married a German. So I thought it was interesting they took mm -hmm. it to that level and put that little detail in there. Yeah, there was a lot of little details like that that for people who know the history of the story and the different theories about the characters, they put a lot of little details in there for them. I feel like we could almost review, like there's so much to say. Like we could almost do a separate review for the French one versus the English, which I know is even more work, but I'm just wondering how well are we going to be able to keep it straight or how much are we going to be bouncing around? 
We can go back and forth talk about the differences between each scene as we get to them. Okay, that sounds good. This is going to take a while. Yeah. I don't mind, because this, this one is good, so I don't mind it being a longer film. A longer video. Okay. You are so stinking cute. Do you want to cuddle? Okay, I need to focus. Focus! Ah, cute cat. Anyways, the main thrust of the main story is that the Queen is coming to Oxford and people are getting ready to see her, but they don't want the kids, kids in quotes, because they're not really kids. They're probably old enough to attend Oxford, but they're I think they're playing younger than yeah, they are. Yeah, I think they chose adults and cast them mm -hmm. as children or teenagers. You just have to go with it. So they're shut away in their rooms, basically, but... Charles Liddell, I think, Lewis Carroll, the stand-in for him, takes them out on a boat ride and tells them the story of Alice. And that's, I think it's, I don't know if it's, it's like part dream, part storytelling, because Alice sort of thinks that it's real. She it's a does. Little... She does, because they have her falling, I think, falling asleep on the boat. Mm -hmm. And whereas... We talked about it in the 1915 version where they set it up where you would supposedly understand why this dream was happening and we didn't like what they did. In this one, they do that, but they go from a historical perspective and... They set of, it up a lot better. Sort of a basically. metaphorical, allegorical perspective, so where it enhances the story rather than detracting from it. Mm -hmm. Anyways, Alice falls asleep and wakes up again, but she's in a fictional version of real life because it's before she gets to Wonderland, but it's sort of like a, a, a stage or a play because everything is, everything yes. looks like how you would do like a live action play. Everything doesn't look real. And it he's, looks like props, but and, it, well done. And he's telling how she's on the bank with her sister and getting sleepy. And then this claymation rabbit comes along. Not the cutest rabbit I've ever seen, but it was fine. Mm -hmm. We've seen much worse, so this one didn't bother us. He wasn't disturbing. Yeah, he was just a little odd looking, like most of the characters. Not, there weren't that many I thought that were really cute. No, and especially it wasn't. the people. That was but, one of our complaints, where they had Alice as a live person in Wonderland, and then they had all of these claymation animals and people, but they made the people really unattractive, and I would have preferred to have all live people and just mm -hmm. have claymation creatures, either that have the people be better looking. Yeah. It would have worked either way, as long as they just didn't look so ugly, because there were, there were a few in there that were pretty ugly. But we still liked the film. Yes. That's 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 one way you can tell that how good it was because even though the characters were ugly, we still enjoyed it. Unlike some of the others where the characters were ugly, we didn't like the film because it wasn't that great. The film itself was great. If you like this era in film, you'll enjoy some of the visual aspects of it because late 40s you start to get a 50s vibe mm -hmm. for the styling of objects, the color choices. I don't know exactly how to express it, but while they have her in a very 1860s vibe outfit, which is appropriate, mm -hmm. 
in the stylings of Wonderland, you you do get like the way they did the the chairs at the tea party and stuff. They're being abstract, but it's with a modern for the time twist. Mm -hmm. So when the rabbit goes by, Alice follows him like this story's supposed to go, and she eventually falls down the rabbit hole. And we really liked this scene because they, they used dialogue from the book. They did a great job. It wasn't a fast fall. You have her little British accent. They put good detailing in it. Mm -hmm. There was a few. There was a few little differences between the English and French. Like we noticed a marmalade jar in the English version, mm -hmm. which we liked, but it was not in the French version. Um, but there wasn't that big of a difference in this scene. It was mostly the same. We don't, sure. I guess we don't know about the dialogue because we don't speak French, but in the English version, the dialogue all seemed to be straight out of the book. And the scene with the doors was kind of interesting because they really have her chasing him down a passage, and then you have all of these doors, and then the doors start to disappear, mm -hmm. and then she's running to get to the last door and it becomes tiny. So they had fun visually with that one. And it, it looked well done too. And it, it wasn't, wasn't creepy, it was just creative. So this this scene they had actually they actually had a good shrinking and growing scene yes. for this film. Unlike it, some of the past ones. It took a little while but they did it right. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I really appreciated was when she was drinking the little potion or whatever, she has this mental conversation going on with herself that sounds straight out of the book mm -hmm. about all the things that it tastes like, kind of Wonka-esque, what was it, yeah. like cherry. I can't remember exactly what turkey. she said, but it was very reminiscent of the scene from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yes. I don't know if that was on purpose, but that's what it reminded me of. But it, it was fun because she's listing all of these delicious sounding things and it's more detailed than just, oh, I'm changing. We should also mention too, this scene differed from the French version in that there was an added scene in the English version. In the French version, she looks through the door and she sees the rabbit setting up for the croquet game slash party in the garden. But in the English version, they took a scene from the end of the movie where the cards are painting the roses red. This is supposed to come at the end of the story, but they've moved it to the beginning with Alice looking out and seeing the rabbit getting after the cards for painting the roses red. And then there's a whole musical number. Which makes more sense mm -hmm. where towards the end, which they yeah. did write in the French version. Yes, it would have made a lot more sense to have it at the end. I'm not really sure why they moved it to this scene. But that was, was one strange. of the big differences between the English and French versions. We really did like the song though because yes. it ties in with the whole political mm -hmm. butter up type thing. This rabbit basically is a yes man and a trickster mm -hmm. willing to do what it takes to advance himself. So there's humor in the song and sort of an opera chorus. Yeah. So it it's good viewing as an adult because you're going to pick up yes. on the humor they were trying to portray yeah, this there. Is, this is one of those things where it's this is a scene that adults are going to get. The kids are going to probably like the music, but it's the, the words are for adults. Right. It was a great scene, but it would have made more sense at the end. Yes.
They also changed it up when the little water rat or mouse comes mm -hmm. along. It seemed a little bit shorter and a little bit... It was a little bit different in the French version. There was a little bit more of her messing around with a puppet. The song was different. They had them mm -hmm. upside down at one point in the French version. Um, did I say their song seemed shorter? Yeah, but I'm not really sure what they would have cut out because... Like, I don't know. English slash French. That maybe they had a little bit of a harder time with the rhyming. The English song is really cute, mm -hmm. and she's talking about how, basically how everything is going topsy-turvy in her day, but she's really enjoying it. Mm -hmm. The music in this movie is really great. I think we like pretty much all the songs. Pretty much, yeah. I, the Duchess, I don't care about her song, but Alice's song was good. Mm -hmm. It's one that I could be driving along and enjoying it down the road, which I don't know where I could get it. It would be fun if we could find a soundtrack for this movie because I would like to own it. Sure. And they also included the rabbit's fan and gloves. Mm -hmm. So they introduce it clearly from the get-go that this fan has magical qualities. Because mm -hmm. she used that to shrink after she cried the river of tears and then saw the fan fanned herself and then shrunk when she was fanning herself. It was sort of like those plays or whatever where they have the fan, they go in front of their face and then they change their facial expression except she put it in front of her face and then she changed size. Eventually she and the mouse get out of the river of tears and this is the scene with the caucus race next and I, I really liked it. There was a it was different. This is another one that was different in the English versus the French. There was mm -hmm. a few little differences. Uh, was there a song? I think there was a longer song in the English version. There were a couple of things that were prominent to me. In the English version, you have like the Brady Bunch or the Hollywood Squares where you have all of these little faces in boxes mm -hmm. talking at once. That's not in the French version. In the French version, they have sort of an odd carousel type scene where the yeah. animals are the are the, like the animals on the carousel. And since we're not fluent in French, I don't know what they were doing there, but that was different. And another thing that's different about this story and both versions, the animals are like they're following her through the whole movie because later on there's the thing about the tarts go missing because the jack comes along and the, there's a scene with the rabbit and the jack talking about the tarts and the rabbit tells the jack that there's a stranger in the land which is Alice so all of these animals are kind of following Alice through the whole movie sort of like they're behind trees and stuff and every once in a while there'll be a cutaway of them I don't know getting closer to her early on in the movie she gets accused by the rabbit of stealing the tarts like it must be the stranger mm -hmm. amongst even them. though they know he knows very well it's not her because he ate one of the tarts himself and that was another thing kind of tying into um politics or mm -hmm. whatever the um, rabbit is very devious in yes this he is because he basically lets the knave of hearts off like oh the stranger mm -hmm. stole these munch munch 
Yeah, he basically is trying to frame Alice for this crime, which is not that big of a crime, but to the Queen In of Hearts it is, it is a huge crime. So she's avoiding them and ends up, well, though she's intimidated by the rabbit. I don't know how much by everybody else, but she ends up at the tea party. Did oh wait, we skipped. We skipped first? the we skipped the Duchess because it's after the Duchess that she really gets accused, and we skipped his house, so we're really skipping ahead. Oh yeah. Okay. So, so after af the caucus race, after the caucus race, there's a whole scene with the rabbit's house, which that one was not done very well in the previous version that we reviewed, but in this version they did really well, they and did. they finally have Bill for Sarah because Sarah has really wanted a bill. They did pretty well with this one. It was humorous, it was cute. The rabbit was good mm -hmm. in this scene. And they did a pretty good job with her in the house. It, was a, it was a little kind of, the, the perspective was a little weird because you had the house with a giant arm sticking out of it. But when you're inside the house, you can clearly see that it's not the same size inside as outside. And I don't know if they did that as a specific design choice or if they just couldn't get the perspective right, but it was quirky and I didn't mind it at all. I, it looked different and I kind of liked it. They had Bill actually go in the chimney like the book and they had him, the rabbit, referencing her as Marianne. So they were pretty true to the book. Mm -hmm. And then they had Alice kicking poor Bill up into the air. She managed, one of the things that was kind of fun was the little treat that she needed to eat to shrink again really looks like a Reese's peanut butter cup. So I don't know if that's what they used or not. They did exist at the time, but mm -hmm. I don't know. We, we even looked up to see when Reese's peanut butter cups were invented to see if they were made back then because it looked so much like one. I don't think it looked like that in the French version. I think they might have used know. like a cookie or something. I don't know. Because I, I thought it looked different in the French version. But again, they had different writing, so they could not use the same scene. I, I don't know. Maybe somebody stole the cookie and they had to use a piece of paper. Either way, she eventually shrinks and escapes. And the house sort of crumples in on itself. Which doesn't happen in the book. But it worked. Yeah. It was okay. It was fine. Eventually she ends up heading towards the Duchess's house and this is probably another one of our most favorite scenes, our most Absolutely. favorite songs. There's, instead of one fish delivering the message to the Duchess, there's a whole army of fish. But they have this really great song about passing the blame to each other and everybody has their own job and it was just... It was about rank and passing the buck. It was probably my favorite song. Mm -hmm. I think it was my favorite song too. And it was really, it was just laugh out loud cute and humorous. Mm -hmm. You have this whole line of footmen and right at the end is the little fish, which is basically the scapegoat <laughs> uh -huh. for everything. And when they get to the Duchess's house to deliver the message, the message goes all the way back down the fish to the little guy to deliver. And, he, and, and he's kind of clueless because they'll have him towards the end of a, a line going, eh. <laughs> I loved his voice too. He was sort of a soprano, 
like or maybe a high alto i don't know he's I don't know. very was, different than the other fish and it was really cute when there, he sang his parts there was somebody in there with a really high voice which also added to it it was just a great song mm -hmm. it really remind it, it's sort of the flavor of gilbert and sullivan political cultural satire i suppose is what you would say yeah so if you like gilbert and sullivan not that they were perfect but i do occasionally listen to songs <laughs> So after the message is delivered, Alice eventually gets into the house, and the Duchess is probably one of the uglier characters. Not quite as ugly as the Jack, but she's not attractive at all. And the baby looks like a frog. This <laughs> is one of my least favorite scenes, because mm -hmm. the baby almost looks like something I would expect to see from the 60s or 70s, the, the style that they used. It was not a good looking baby. This would have been so much better with live people. The Duchess had this weird, gross skin tone. I don't know if that was just from the aging of the film. The cook was all right. I think the cook was all right. Except the pepper shoes thrown around looked like blood splattering on the screen. It was very strange. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't right. And the Duchess has this whole song about how she used to be in favor with the Queen. And they do have the the song with the about the baby. And I don't like the way they animated it because I just thought she was too rough with the baby. Yeah, she was really throwing the baby around. I mean, the baby's claymation, so it's not like they're abusing a real child. But I just didn't like the flavor yeah. of the scene. And then Alice is, you know delightedly telling her no she's gotten this message from the queen she's 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 good and she ends up going off with the baby like she's supposed mm -hmm. to she feels like this baby's gonna be dead if i don't rescue him and the baby turns into a pig an adorable real baby Wait, pig didn't he, when did how did he go flying up in the air i don't remember she catches him somehow he ends up flying through the air and the cheshire cat was in this bit of the movie too. He wasn't the greatest looking but he was definitely not the worst Cheshire Cat ever. He was kind of skinnier. Yeah, he was rather skinny. scrawny. And for some reason his he looked kind of French to me. <laughs> you you <laughs> well, know what it was I'm a saying? French film, like the so. expression of his face. Um or the look of his face. And the pig was probably one of my favorite parts of the movie because it looked like babe. It was so cute. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. And, and my, my thing was, if they could use a live action pig for this scene, why couldn't they use live action people? It would have it would have saved the money and time. I don't know. I don't it's know. It's just one of my little nitpicks. But the pig was adorable. She does have the scene with the Cheshire cat of did you say pig or fig? And it was alright. There was a slight difference in that I don't remember them doing any special fade effect in the French one with his mm -hmm. smile so I'm guessing maybe they left that detail out yeah like we said there was there was two completely different directing and editorial teams and maybe, working on them maybe some of the elements didn't make sense to the person working on the French version and they fiddled with it I don't know and there was probably a little bit of difficulty in rhyming songs because we noticed the fish scene was shorter in the french version 
so the French people missed out, but mm -hmm. we got to enjoy the humor. And then after the Cheshire Cats, they end up at the Mad Tea Party, which this is probably the, the Mad Hatter was probably the best looking human. Yeah, he looked all right. They made him a redhead. I he wasn't grotesque or anything. They, mm. He actually looked good. The, the March Hare yeah. was okay. Yeah, not, but only just okay. He was. And the Dormouse was not really okay. I mean, he was okay, but he looked kind of rat-ish. Not mm -hmm. the cutest Dormouse that we've ever seen. And this scene, you could tell that there were differences too. I feel like the singing was better in the English Mad Hatter than in the French. And they just, the, the scene was a little bit different. I, I think that there might have been more detail in the English version, but that's just from what I could tell. Mm -hmm. I think the French version was like, I think the French version was about 10 minutes shorter than the English version. It's, so there were, there were quite a few noticeable differences. They cut down the song a little bit, which is okay since the singing wasn't as good. Mm -hmm. Well, here they're interrupted by all the animals again and chasing her off and she this is one of those places where that's a little different from english to french the one that i'm thinking of right now is english she ends up back at the hall of doors and talks to the cheshire cat and in the english version she's wondering how to get somewhere and she has the whole dialogue with the cat about going as long as she gets somewhere and he's up on the door frame yeah in the hall of doors on one of the door frames and then there's some there's some weird dialogue of her off screen saying oh i've i've gone to the bottom of the sea or something like that and then there's this whole long dance sequence with lobsters which is obviously supposed to be part of the lobster quadrille scene but they've moved it to this part for some inexplicable reason i have no idea it made less than no sense it was very odd i also feel like it was longer too like they yeah. maybe added a little bit more or different detail about the only thing that i can think of which still doesn't make sense um was that english versus french they did have the mock turtle in the english version at the time in the French one where they would have had the lobster quadrille and I'm guessing they were just trying to somehow make them both fit and it yeah, was just weird. It just it didn't work but you have that and then you have a really awkward cut straight to the queen arriving where the cards have been setting up for the party whereas in the French version it was a more natural transition was between the tea party and the song with the rabbit that we mentioned was at the yes. beginning of the English film. Yes, because you have that all done and then the queen shows up and the cards are bowing and you segue into the croquet mm -hmm. It's a much more natural progression of events, that the way it happens in the French version. It's just really awkward cuts in the English version. But they had the Cheshire Cat, the floating head thing, at 
the English croquet match, whereas they didn't in the French. And they also included the dialogue from the book where the queen is overhearing her talk about how, you know, she doesn't like her and then she catches herself because she's so very likely to win the match. Mm-hmm. I don't they know had if- more of that scene in particular because I don't think that she actually played croquet in the French version. I think she was just watching. And they and in had the English the, version she was actually playing. Yeah, where they just had them clapping for the queen in the mm-hmm. French version. And then she gets doubly accused of stealing the charts. And the queen wants to behead her right away, but her husband wants there to be a trial. And she gets taken away to be imprisoned by the griffin, which is strange yeah I'm, I'm not really sure why it happened that way it's not they they were trying to somehow mash that together and make it work i did not like the griffin in this version because he seemed very delighted about her being imprisoned and beheaded he was just kind of a little bit of a sinister character and yeah, maybe slightly weird. insane i don't know and i doubly did not like the mock turtle because they have her in prison and then there's this whole operatic song with the mock turtle which isn't bad in and of itself i really but didn't he's like creepy the, i didn't like the way they designed him he looked like a he looked like he was part sheep part turtle when he's supposed to be part cow part turtle and he looked really really depressed with sort of a little italian look in his eyes maybe it was just really strange yeah. I'm not against Italian looks by any means, but it just the whole combination. Mm-hmm. They this, made they the, made him blue, and with these exaggerated lips and just weird. Yeah, this scene is where the lobster quadrille scene was supposed to be, and it was in the French version. Yes, and I think they completely replaced sense. the mock turtle because I don't think he was in the French version he wasn't at all. At all. Either way, the, this is where the lobster quadrille scene was in the French version, and it made sense to have it there. Then you have the trial where she is the accused. One of the things that I really like in the book is where Bill is very confused and he doesn't have a pencil and he's trying to write with his fingernail. And you look down at the box of all the jurors and they all look like they're trying to write with their fingernails and they didn't really explain it. So they didn't real they didn't completely capture the cuteness, but they still did a pretty good job with this scene, I think. Mm-hmm. This is where everybody comes in for who's been there before to give their testimonies. We liked the cook because they they were true to it. You know, what are tarts made of? Pepper mostly. That That's one of my favorite lines. I don't know why. It's just weird and random, and I really like that line. It always makes me laugh when it shows up in a version of it. When things really start to go south as if they weren't already going south with her in this scene, as they're supposed to in the book, she does have the cards fly up at her, only in this version, they look like they just had real cards shooting up at her rather than any sort of animation. And she wakes up. On the boat. On the boat, where he had been telling the story. Mm -hmm. And she's pretty sure that this has really happened. 
Mm -hmm. You have the queen about this time. They're, they're disembarking and the queen is leaving. You can see the procession going down the road. But they also have the rabbit. Yeah, she still sees the white rabbit leading you to believe that maybe it did happen. Yeah. It's one, it's one of those things, probably like the Wizard of Oz, where was it a dream? Was it real? You're supposed to sort, sort of question whether or not it was real. And they're all heading back home, and they just sort of leave it on a light, happy mm -hmm. note. And that's pretty much how the film ends, I guess. We would both recommend it. Like I say, mm -hmm. it would have given the animated Disney film a run for its money. I could see it drawing away revenue. It was a genuine threat to Disney. Mm -hmm. He had reason to be worried. Yes, so it's, on the one hand, I do feel a little bit sorry for that guy, but thankfully we still have the film and we're able to enjoy it. I thought it was a really good angle. I don't know... I'd probably been introduced to the idea of it replicating people of that time, but it actually makes the story make so much more sense. And I like the way they portrayed his struggle with um, different things in his life without it being dark or anything, but it, mm -hmm. it did enliven the story. One of the weird things, I don't know if we should mention, French versus English. The white rabbit in the French version, it throws you off. Yeah, his voice. Because they give him this squeaky little, I don't know squeaky, but just this little they high pitched pitch. They his voice up just a little, just enough to make it sound weird. And they kept it when he started playing the rabbit. So it probably was supposed to really drive home the point that this was mirroring this character, but it seemed unnecessary and it throws you off when mm -hmm. you first hear it. So no, that is not his natural voice as far as we can tell. But it was good. We recommend it. And if anybody knows where to get the songs, let us know. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of Every Version Ever. Next time we're jumping ahead to 1986 for a BBC miniseries. This one was a really interesting version. It was like peak 80s BBC, kind of reminiscent of even Doctor Who episodes at the time. And overall, aside from a few minor details, it was a really faithful adaptation of the source material. This is one of our first really long reviews, and I think it was one of the first ones I had to split up into multiple videos. So I thought this one would be a perfect candidate for revisiting as a podcast. If you have any suggestions for future Alice in Wonderland versions for us to watch, or different books for us to focus on in a future series, let us know on Twitter or YouTube. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time on Every Version Ever.